What's up? What's happening, guys? Long time no see. This is episode six of Harder Than It Looks podcast. I am your host, Sterling Gray, and with my co-host. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Jay. That's like the, the, the theme. I think somebody, I think somebody comment under that, on the last pod we did. Like, that's, that's like, that's going to be your go-to. Like, we're going to put that on a shirt and make some money. <laughs> <laughs> Like trademark it first, then make some money. Like that's gonna be the hey hey girl J. Bam. Like Well, I mean my name is J Hey Hey. So Right, market that. We gotta we gotta market that. Yeah. For Shout real. out to jheyhey.com. We gotta we gotta future merchandise. We gotta market that. <laughs> um so out the gate. Gotta talk about um the difficulty of planning uh, trips, events that may be based around you or for you with other people, like you and you inv- you involving other people, but you're the main one planning it. Or it may not even be for you, but you involved and somehow you end up being the one planning everything. So I'll give. I'll give an example on probably my history of being in this situation. So out of out of all of my friends, I'm probably end up being the one who has to plan everything because nobody else is gonna put the time or effort into doing it. So it gets frustrating when you always have to be the person to do that, whether the the whatever y'all doing is for you or not. Um, and, you know, sometimes you want that role to be for somebody else. Because after a while, it's just like, you feel like I'm being used. <laughs> like, you don't... Y'all just got me here because I know, you know, without me, nothing's going to get done. So, the most recent example I can use was my bachelor party, right? So, I pretty much had to plan out my whole bachelor party. Now, that's supposed to be the that's supposed to be the best man's job, but um I don't place that blame on my brother, who is my best man for my for the, for the wedding. He's never been a best man before, so he's never been a groomsman. He's never been a groomsman before or a best man, so he didn't know what that came with. So I don't place blame for him on that, but I feel like at some point. All the planning shouldn't have been on me. I feel like, you know, should have been some suggestions given like, hey, you know, we'll do this. Like, if you want to do this, then we'll, we'll we'll go here. Or how about you want to go here? Like something. So the whole time we were there, and it wasn't even that long. It was it was for the weekend. Um, it was actually, last weekend. Um, yeah, I I. Well, like weekend before last, right. 
Yeah, it was. I I pretty much had to come up with everything. Now, another issue with it is me being a Libra, and anybody else that's a Libra knows like we indecisive as indecisive gets. Like we don't like making decisions or being put on a spot to make decisions because we don't want to be the ones that or the reason why you end up complaining later if it's something you didn't want to do. Like we just don't want that burden. Like we we rather just, you know, go with the flow. Like it don't really matter to us. Unless it's something we really want to do. Then we'll throw it out there. But as far as like if it's something we really don't care about and it's whatever with us, we gonna tell you. It's whatever. Like it's not something that one single solitary thing that we want to do, but we down for doing it. So, yeah, I just feel like that that role shouldn't be on you. I feel like if you have the type of friends that's, you know, willing to, hey, uh, don't worry about planning it, I got you. Or at least help you plan it. If if anything, if I'm gonna be the main one coming up with with stuff for us to do, then at least give me some suggestions. Like, don't have me do every single solitary thing, because now it's just like y'all came just you know for me, and um, it ain't really something that y'all wanted to do because. I'm I'm a people person before I'm a self person. And what I mean by that is when when I go out with my friends, I want to make sure we all agreed on one place. Like this is what we doing for the night. Not all right, this is something I want to do and we just going because it's something that I want to do. No. Everybody got to want to do it equally because if y'all ain't having fun, I, I automatically ain't having fun. So I'm just I just ain't I ain't never been one of them people, never will be. Like that's just how I am. Period. So yeah. How you how you how you how you feel about being the main person that's gotta like carry, you know, the the festivities all the time and plan everything out? Well, let me first preface with your situation. I think a lot of it had to do with there not being a group chat and like people not being able to inter connect with each other. Like your groom, most of your groomsmen don't even know who each other are for the most part, other than the people that met on that bachelorette party. So like there was no point of contact outside of you that could negotiate exactly who, what, wanted, where, and why, this, that, and the third. Well, to speak to that, first of all, you have to be reliable enough to even respond or engage when, when we're trying to get you to come. Like, if you can't even respond, then there, there will never be no point of contact. And you can't get mad later when you felt like you wasn't included when I reached out to you multiple times before the trip happened 
and you just chose not to respond. I can't make you respond. Like, I understand if you got something going on and you just couldn't go, cool. But all that takes is a simple phone call or a text like, hey, bro, couldn't go. I'm having money issues or, hey, I got to uh, I gotta get school supplies for my kid because, you know, that time of the year is coming back around. Totally understandable. But just let me know something. Like, don't let weeks, months go by and then I don't know nothing. And then you decide to get back to me when you feel like it and it's way too late. That's valid. Um, for me, being a person that's a primary planner for a lot of things is mentally exhausting because when you're not planning the stuff for your friends too, I'm the person that's planning our trips as well. So it's like not getting a break type of thing. But I will say that, uh, my three people, (laughs) Out of originally nine, that is now eight, that uh, became a part of that bachelorette party process to celebrate this time for me, uh, really did take the reins, especially my man and maid of honor um, and my partyist consultant, get yourself a JK hashtag, Um, but yeah, they all took the time to kind of plan out what we did for lunch and what activities we were doing and then kind of left dinner and stuff up to me so that we could still do things that I wanted to do. Um, So I, I, I don't really have too many complaints in regards to that, but I will say with planning things as a whole especially when it comes to family members and partners and stuff like that it can be very exhausting always having to be the decision maker like it should be more of a 50 50 experience so that you can have fun and do things that you want to do at the same time not just sit there and be like, oh my gosh, we're running late to this, blah, 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 blah. We're doing this, da, 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 da. And like you, people feel like they're on an agenda. And I think, yeah, you could have had a better experience with that. Um, if everyone was in some way connected to each other. Um, but at the same time, I feel as though they wanted to make you happy but they didn't know what potentially would make you happy, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, my thing is, I don't mind putting something together. I mean, even if it's for me and um, planning everything out. But it's just making sure, like, all right, as a collective, we can all agree, like, y'all, this is something that y'all want to do, too. Like, because even when we was in Miami, the only thing probably that 
we didn't do together was when we was at the casino. But it made sense because it was only me and another groomsman, you know, on the slots. And everybody else was pretty much chilling because they didn't really have no money to spend like that because they spent their money in the strip club the, the night before. So it made sense why people, everybody else was, was chilling. So I feel like if it was another situation where, say, like, I wanted to go ziplining or something, and everybody was like, I mean, we'll we'll go over there, but we not doing it. Like, then I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go ziplining by myself. Like, it's just, it's just those 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 certain type of situations I've I'd rather not put myself in whether I'm whether I'm just doing something by myself just because it was something I wanted to do so because I wouldn't feel right so it was, then because then my response would be well what's something that we can all do together so we all having fun like well hey let's go to um let's go to the bar have a drink play darts okay cool or let's go play pool. All right, let's do that. I, I I rock with pool. Let's do that. But I'm not I'm not gonna do something by myself just because it's for me. You know what I'm saying? And then that goes. It just it goes the same if that event wasn't for me. If it was just a guy's trip, and then it's just at that point it's taking a vote on what everybody wants to do. So yeah. Um. Anything else you want to touch on, as far as that goes? Um. You know, we. I I feel like from this situation, like the whole uh, wedding and things of as a whole, I think we've really started to like hone in on where people stand in our lives and like how they will be in the future with things I, we've discussed it like you know who can we trust our kids with who can we trust to make strong decisions if there was an emergency or anything like that who can we make sure would be there for the other if something was to happen um we know where we stand with a lot of people um very grateful for the people that have stepped up to the plate to try and make sure that it wasn't a pain or issue for us um but for other people like they really still have to step up to the plate if they want to like actually make it known that you care about care about someone quote unquote to the point where you have said that you've cared about them in the past yeah so that's it on that one yeah so um i know certain people who who's following us now are like you know it's been like three weeks since I think since like the last episode, um, to speak to that, we've been really busy uh, traveling. That's an understatement. Like, 
really traveling and trying to make sure this wedding goes as smoothly as possible. Um, we um, one of the trips we had to take was to go back home, and we what we picked out the flowers that was was going to be used. Mm-hmm. Um, we took another. We did another photo shoot. Yep. Um, it was a lot smoother than the first one we did. The first one was. It was just hot in the first one. Very hot. Um, not the best time to be outside. And yeah, it was miserable. I mean, the 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 location where we did the photo shoot at was was beautiful. But it was just, it wasn't the best time to be outside. It was like 105 that day. I was miserable. Um, you know, I had white tee, blue jeans, and, and the Tim's on in, in the summer in the middle of Florida. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. But this time around, the the, the photo shoot went well. We were, we were downtown in Chicago and... Um, Real nice day to do it. wasn't wasn't too crazy. Uh, the photographer did a phenomenal job on uh, getting different angles of us and getting different shots and you know getting shots of the ring and stuff like that. And um, yeah, that's the, that's the same photographer that's gonna be at the wedding, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. That's why we did it so we could be in front of her. All right. Um. We uh. What else do we do? Um. We did the wedding tasting and the cake tasting. Right, right. That was cool. You got your suits together. Yeah. And the, my man of honor got his suit yeah. started. So, yeah, every single day we had something going on. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really have no free time. Um, the hotel we stayed at was not... <laughs> it was... It, I, I'm trying to put in the words. Um, it was a shoebox. I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm gonna keep it a stack. It. I mean, is it was old, and it seems like they have no plans of, like, they didn't have no plans of doing the renovation that needed to be done. Like. It's like the hotel itself is is in good shape, but like the rooms, they didn't care about you having company. Like the rooms are built for one person because they don't even give you a queen size bed. And I was just like, what's the point of, you know, what if you what if you want to have somebody in your room? At some point. Oh, remember, they didn't allow that because there was no, no visitor policy uh, while we were there. No, just for somebody to stay with you. Like, somebody wanted to spend the night. Like, that's not possible in a full-size bed. It's just not. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend staying there. I'm not, I'm not going... I'm not going... Put them out there, but it's just I wouldn't. That was a one-time thing. So the hotel was like a um, 
1930s jazz bass type of thing. Gatsby. Uh, yes, Great Gatsby type of moment. Um, first of all, the lobby is not even on the main floor. You have to go up to the second floor just to check in. And that was giving me low-key trigger warning from um, the other hotel we stayed in in Atlanta. The Burgess that, like, was absolutely terrible. So, um... No, (laughs) ain't nothing gonna beat that. Uh, yeah, so we had to check in on the second floor. They hold $60 a day on top of your standard rate, even if you've prepaid, um, for no reason, honestly, um, because the valet is done through a separate company, which is $63 a day. And then, uh, the closest self-parking is still $56 per day. So if you're renting a car, which we had to do because, we had to go in between downtown Oak Brook and our families, respectively. Um, so it was required. So that was a pretty penny. And none of the amenities were open except for the fitness center. While literally down the same street, the Godfrey Hotel, which was absolutely gorgeous, I might add, had all of its amenities open and available with uh, following standard COVID procedures. Uh, larger rooms and uh, fully updated so yeah a little salty just a little bit uh for a cheaper rate i might add so yeah not a fan of the hotel that we stayed at they ain't even had their own parking garage no no they shared it with the hospital so yeah like you that was that yeah you either you either did that or you um pay for valet every day which was what 65 dollars 63 63 dollars mm-hmm. a day so and that doesn't include your tip to the valet and that doesn't include your in and out privileges that just includes if you valeted for 8 to 24 hours yeah. So if you have to stop by the hotel and come back for like an hour or two, you're paying a completely different price for that. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nope. I'm okay. But I mean, I understand it's downtown Chicago. Ooh la la. You know, whatever. Um, I get it. I do. Cook County's taxes are absolutely insane. So I, I get it. You got to make your money. Whatever. Um, I would just say, you know, you can give a queen bed and, uh, a place to tie your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Mary had a little lamp. Hey, <laughs> hold on. Yo, we didn't even, all right. All right. Cause now I got to go through the whole like setup of the room. First off, you walk in, right? They don't even give you a full nightstand. It's literally one wooden piece in a drawer that they drilled into the wall and put a lamp on top of it. 
Now they had the decency to to give you the lamps with the built-in outlets, so you don't have to worry about plugging your um your phone in or whatever you chart like plugging in into the wall. So they had the decency to do that, right? So then you you go to your your right, and it's pretty much the length of the room because literally the the the, the room is a shoebox. It's a, it's a rectangle. So you go and then it's the mini fridge, right? And and they really took the whole mini fridge seriously. Like there's not much you know, usually you can fit maybe maybe like two boxes in a mini fridge. When I tell you this was like they got the smallest mini fridges they could find. Like, I'm talking like the mini fridge was probably as thick as our trash can. And you can maybe fit like a side box in there. Like, a, like the, the I'm talking about this, the, the same boxes they put slices of cake in. That's probably the only type of boxes you can fit in there. So if you had leftovers from whatever restaurant you you was eating at, you had to, that was just gonna be you was gonna be sol that was gonna be out all night because it wasn't gonna fit. You could finally fit two boxes and two bottles of waters in there, and I'm talking about them little small bottles of water that can fit in your hand. Like that's how small it was. And then you get to the very like the other side of the room. They give you like a. I want to say a 32-inch TV, not even, maybe like a 28-inch. And they didn't even put it in the middle where you could could see it from the bed because literally the bed and the TV is socially distanced from each other. (laughs) It's that much space in between the bed and the TV. They put the TV to like the left side, way off to the left side by the wall. So you literally have to strain your neck if you're looking at TV in the bed. Like, I hate the design of these rooms. Like, it's, oh, my God. Like, it's it's that frustrating. So, and that's pretty much the whole room. And, oh, don't even get me started on the bathroom. The bathroom was like that old closet you used to have as a kid. And you come in and you got enough room to just turn the light on and stand there. It was like that. They gave you like half a shower and you get maybe you take three steps and that's the whole bathroom. Like they couldn't even give you a whole. They gave you like what? Half a rack to put all your stuff on in the bathroom in the bathroom. It was literally a um, floating piece of marble across the mirror that I had to like lay out all my makeup like I didn't go to a makeup artist for our photo shoot I did my hair myself and everything and (laughs) there was no place to put my flat iron Uh, I was afraid to burn the toilet seat the back of the toilet seat because that's the only place that I could put it so I would switch back and forth in between the metal 
of the marble slab and the toilet seat and then I would have to put something else on the toilet seat because it was a claw foot bathroom sink with no storage whatsoever no landing to put anything at all like I couldn't even fit a bar of soap they didn't even give us a real toilet fam they gave us a a a regular public bathroom toilet with the no, no, long no. not even a regular urinal joint man they gave us the toilets that we had in grade school right. and for the pre-k and under right with the long handle joint like that you gotta pull down and then wait for the water to do the spin cycle and go down like that was crazy but yeah i would and then the elevators they had socially distanced elevators. Like, only four people could fit on the elevator. And that was even honestly pushing it because that elevator was small. And the doorway for the elevator was made for only for skinny people <laughs> that only has, like, the wingspan of a fifth grader. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Then you have the audacity to try to stick a hand sanitizer station in the elevator along with four people. It's so small, you can count the hand sanitizer station as a person. That's how small it is. We were all running into it every time the elevator got crowded. Yeah. Which by crowded, I mean more than two people were on it at one particular time. Yeah. Especially checkout. Oh my gosh. Everybody had bags. So you there's a person plus a bag plus a person plus a bag and so on and so forth so really you taking up like eight people's amount of space because there's four people plus four bags yeah when it came to check out people threw all them rules out the window they would they would um and godspeed if you was running late to do anything because um if you was already on the first the the third floor then you was good but if you was any on any floor above that, you literally had to go through every floor because everybody checked out on the same day at the same time. So, yeah. So, people would, like, it, when the elevator would get to somebody's floor and they see it was full, they would still try to get on with, like, seven bags and five of their kids. Like, fam, like, wait for the next <laughs> elevator. Why are you still trying to get on and you see that it's full? Like, this is not going to work. It's like, you know, we can, we can squeeze in. And it's usually, it's usually a translucent family. Like, stop doing that. Because you, you want to invade people's personal space. And you see we got all these back. No. Y'all need your own elevator. Matter of fact, y'all need two because all of y'all can't even fit on one elevator. So, yeah, you got to stop doing it. But bottom line, that, that hotel was trash. But, I mean, it was last week. We booked that, like, what, a week before we were supposed to leave? Yes. So we really we forgot because we had 15 billion. Yeah, man. Like, going on. we didn't have that many options. So that was, like, last resort. So that's that's just, you know. Some we gotta. That's the L we had to hold for booking the hotel last minute. So, um, but we still have to say at the end of the day, we didn't have any bed bugs. We it was a relatively yeah, oh, place. yeah, it was um, it was clean, it was convenient for the places that we needed to go to. So the the actual location, it was right off of uh, Michigan Avenue. 
so like I can only be so salty, you know. Yeah, nothing will compare to um, when we had to evacuate for Hurricane Irma, and this was back when we was living in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, we had to evacuate for Irma, and the only place that we could go that we were willing to, that I was willing to drive to <laughs> was Atlanta, which is one of the cities that I've never had so much hatred for one city. Like, I never thought I would, but that's one place that I I know for sure I could not live. Like, it's it's just we we've been there I think like three times now, and there's nothing other than the fact that they have a Harold's that has enticed me or ever been like you know what I can see myself living. No, they have a Harold's and a Six Flags. No. Yeah, but the Six Flags is like on the outskirts. Like I, I'll, I'll give you Six Flags, but I'm talking about like in the inner city. There's nothing that would make me go like, all right, I can see myself living here long. Time. No. So, but back to the, the the evacuation thing. So we we end up having to evacuate. We drive to Atlanta before we even drive to Atlanta. This is like maybe three days before armor is supposed to hit Florida and we're looking at hotel options. Every major hotel is booked. Courtyard, Marriott, uh Hilton, whatever you name it. Like it was booked. So now we're scrambling looking for options. And the only place we could find was this raggedy, beat up in the hood, nights in, that's like, it was like 15 minutes outside the city. So, we pack everything up in my car. We jump on the freeway. We head up there. We get there. It's like 9 o'clock at night. We get there. We check in. It's absolute chaos. We get in the room. First of all. You know how when you go into your room and the curtains, usually there's two layers of curtains, right? There's a thin layer and then the thicker layer. So you don't want to let that much sunshine in in the morning if it's if it's sunny outside. Yeah, they didn't have that. They didn't have the thick layer. And then, I mean, they didn't have the thin layer, but they had the thick layer. The thick layer was still missing like half of it. So you couldn't even close the curtains all the way. So that was the issue. Then we get in the room. Again, we have an issue with the size. It's not a queen. It's, it's, I think it was two twins, but it was a full size. So that's an issue now. Not only is it a full size, we find a blood stain on the right side of the bed, right? So, Jay is like, I'm not sleeping on this, which totally understandable. We go back down to the front office. Hey, we found a blood stain on the comforter. Is it? some way for y'all to replace this right so 
this is when the lady at the front desk showed who she truly was and told me directly to my face with a straight face and says, none of the housekeeping is working right now. So you can wait in the morning at 11 when they start cleaning the rooms and they'll replace the comforter then. Or I can give you a comforter now and you can replace it yourself. Right? So now I'm like, oh, okay. So it's that it's gonna be that type of that type of situation. So I was like, you know what? We'll wait till in the morning. Cause you're just not finna tell me nothing like that, right? So we end up what? Not even using the comforter that night and just using the bottom sheets. Mm-hmm. Um wait till in the morning, you know, we go get breakfast. And as we going downstairs, we find out they're not even done painting the whole motel. It's a dude smoking weed. Painting <laughs> the wall by the elevators. Oh yeah, the elevators didn't even work by the way. We had to take the steps. And it's like it was like four floors. So we dealt with that. We dealt with um uh uh there was no covers on the light fixtures. All the there was wires hanging out on the switches. So you literally turned the turned and turned the lights off at your own risk. Um we dealt with them not cleaning out the mini fridges. Because we tried to bring food back and put it in the mini fridge and a whole black widow came out the mini fridge. So at that point it was his fridge. You know, I I'm like, nope, I'm not dealing with that. And yeah, they didn't even bother bother to fix a huge installation problem that they had in the bathroom. You go in the bathroom, it's a whole piece of drywall that you can just see by the shower just exposed. Like, and I'm like, I swear to Jesus himself. <laughs> I'm only doing two nights here. Because that's what I paid for. Because when I told, I called, uh, when my mama called me, just to check on see how we was doing. And she asked, was, this was like two days later, I think. And she was like. Uh, how are y'all? You know, is it safe for y'all to go back yet? And we checked and they said no. Right? So, now we stuck in Atlanta for a whole nother day. And, you know, she was like, well, worst come to worst, you can see if they can get y'all, you know, for another day. And if you need to, I'll give you the money for it. I was like, Ma, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> Under no circumstances, under on God's great earth, am I standing there the hellhole another night? I will sleep on hard concrete before I stay another night in there. So you, you know, forgot to add that they stole one of our uh, nightstands before we even checked. Oh in. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we had to do with only one nightstand because they thought it was cool for us to just work with one nightstand. 
Right? Like, it ain't two people in this room. They'll be fine. Right? So, that was, yeah, that was another issue. And, yeah, I just told her. I was like, I we can't, I can't do another a night here. I don't care if you give me the money or not for, for another night. I can't do it. So, what I did was I called my cousin, who doesn't live that far from Atlanta, and I said, hey, cuzzo, can I... Uh, Get your guest room for the night And we'll head back in the morning And he said sure Y'all are welcome And I was like okay cool And we slept at Cuzzo's house Shout out to Big Cuzzo For letting us use His crib For that night Because if not <laughs> Yeah I, I'd have been outside Like <laughs> for real I'm not I could do it I couldn't do it but that was probably the, that was the worst experience that we had we've ever had in our entire lives. Yeah, you know it, it was it was crazy, but it was a learning lesson nonetheless. Like I, it was so bad that I was like, you know what, we could have probably we could have probably like survived. Not even, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it wouldn't have been that bad. Like even though like half the city was flooded. Like half the city was flooded. We lost power for like four days or something like Five. that. Right, I'm like, I, man, but anything would have been better than that. Anything, but it was that was crazy, nonetheless. But um, moving on. Uh, so a lot of people. Uh, this is the debate I've seen online. That uh, I wanted to speak on because I've seen some people having this debate. Uh, the importance of celebrating the Fourth of July versus celebrating Juneteenth. Uh, a lot of people are torn. Some people feel like you should be only be celebrating one over the other. Majority of people think you should be celebrating Independence Day and not Juneteenth. But if you're black in America, then you should be celebrating Juneteenth if you know about it. Because I know it's still some people like that. They don't even know what Juneteenth is. So, and if you don't know, I recommend doing your homework on it because it's important to the, our culture and us as a as a race. So, um, my take is... I would, it's more important to celebrate Juneteenth because of what it, what it means for our people. Um, the country just now is trying to like, you know, do what they think in their minds is going to make us happy, which they decided to make it a, um, a federal holiday. Like just recently, which I think that should have been done years ago, but even them doing it now, it doesn't change anything because we're still old, old a lot more. Like it's gonna take a lot more for us to be satisfied, and I don't, I don't think anybody should be satisfied with that just being made into a federal holiday because it's just it's not enough. And 
But if you feel like, you know, you, it doesn't need to be celebrated and you rather celebrate Independence Day, then that's on you. But, I mean, it, it, it doesn't show anything else other than you being in denial of your own race and you don't want to celebrate heritage and what your ancestors went through just so you could be where you are now. So, um, at the end of the day, I mean, I try not to judge, but people going to celebrate what they want to celebrate. And, you know, you're going to believe in what you believe in. Because it's almost like in every other holiday or religion. Because I know there's some people uh, that don't celebrate Christmas because it wasn't Jesus' real birthday. And, you know, but that's a whole other conversation. So, Indeed. yeah. It's a long, long conversation. Right. So, I just think, man, you, you do what you believe in. I mean... If if that's how you feel, then that's how you feel. But if if it's something important to my uh, my people as a whole, and I feel like it's gonna affect me and my future, then yeah, I would want it to be acknowledged and celebrated and not overlooked because of it wasn't important to the rest of the country because it definitely wasn't something that I that they was trying to teach us in school because they felt like it wasn't important enough you know they try to fill your head with um you know the importance of independence day and what it means to the country and like but why it's it's hard for me to celebrate something uh, it's hard hard for me to celebrate how old the country is when we live in a country that don't care about us and hasn't for years. So, yeah, we'll go out and pop fireworks, have family get-togethers, but what does it all mean at the end of the day? I mean, are we are we popping fireworks and getting together because we actually celebrating this? Or is it just an excuse for us to get together? Like, something you really got to think about. Because us as black people, we like getting together for any holiday. Labor Day. Facts. Memorial Day. uh, Christmas. Thanksgiving. Easter. Easter. Oh, my God. (laughs) And that's mostly for the older folks. So... But nonetheless, we, we going to, any reason to barbecue and get together, we're we going to do it. Like, anybody's birthday. Like, it don't matter. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's really, I mean, that's how I feel. Like, if you, if you feel like it's more necessary to celebrate one over the other, then do that. But I'm going to keep standing for what I believe in and to keep the importance of our people alive and to show that we've came a long way versus being property from being from being property to us owning property 
So that's not humans. And that we can profit and, you know, feed our families with. So, yeah. How, how you feel about that? Um, I agree. Especially this is the first year that I've been able to fully engage in, like, Juneteenth celebrations. Um, with it being on a Saturday and being in a more major city that actually took the time to plot and plan several things throughout the city um, for Juneteenth. So it was a great opportunity for me to support black businesses, um, engage with more black owned restaurants, uh, get paraphernalia, accordingly um, and learn more things about what black culture in Nashville has to offer. So that was super duper important to me and I had a fantastic time and you know, it was safe. It was um, unproblematic. Uh, they even like the organizers, it wasn't the city. The organizers even took the time to have a private black owned security company protecting the events versus you know having um the davidson county police department uh, assisting to make sure that people felt additionally safe which was super duper dope um i think those extra steps are really important and the sheer fact of the matter is that you know july 4th 1776 we would have not been able to celebrate that day in the first place we still would have been seen completely as property we still would have been mutilated destroyed everything along those lines as a whole at that time so why am i going to sit there and celebrate a date that i would have not been able to celebrate back then sure i'm gonna use that time to barbecue with my family cook chill the same way I would any other Saturday in warm weather like at the park district or anything along those lines. I, I really didn't wish anybody, you know, happy 4th of July or anything along those lines. You know, we were about our business in the first place. But, uh, yeah, I will definitely wish you happy Juneteenth, though. I will definitely celebrate Juneteenth. And I will continue to support uh, Black-owned businesses as a priority during both of those holidays. Um, but I understand that making Juneteenth a federal holiday was more of a political move than anything. Let's be honest. They did it two days before the actual day. And, um, it is now illegal for hate crimes against, um, Asian and Pacific heritage individuals. But, uh, we still have people getting away with murdering black and other black and brown humans um both on the uh queer lgbtq plus spectrum and just on a standard day-to-day -day for things that could be easily avoided so uh, i'm not gonna sit there and use this as a monumental moment uh to the degree that it could be if it was well thought out and we had all the additional requirements 
to make us feel safe in this country. If we didn't have to sit here and have conversations about where we're going to live to make sure that we're not going to end up putting our kids in the situations that will not make them the best possible person that they can be in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, which brings me to um, building the future here in Nashville. Um, it's just crazy because I didn't didn't think we was gonna be here. Like, I was not thinking about this place at all. Like, really, this just sprung up on us. Yeah, like when we would go visit visit my grandfather in Montgomery, Alabama. All this served was as all this served as was a a place that we drove past or drove through, you know, on the way there on 65. And we maybe stopped here maybe once or twice because we would go visit him like twice a year. And I never once thought that I would end up living here. You know, when we got to Florida, it was like, I thought Florida was it. Because it was like, it's nice down here. It's, it's warm majority of the year. It don't snow. Like, Walt Disney is two hours away. Like, it was it was cool. Like, I, you know, if we wanted to go to Miami, we can go to Miami. Like, or Tampa. It was plenty of stuff to do. But just weighing out the... The things that mattered, like finding the right job and finding something that you can make it a, uh, a legit amount of money in, and see us living there 10, 15, 20 years, it just wasn't panning out that way because of how the living conditions was in Jacksonville. And it speaks to when, you know, parents were saying like, hey, you know, Florida is a retirement state. People that move here are retired or they're about to retire and they already well off. They go buy them a house and they live the rest of their life in Florida. Nine times out of ten, they probably already got some kids in school, or they grown, and they got lit, and they got their own, you know, family. Now, what we were trying to do didn't seem like it could be done in Florida because of just how it was set up. So, once we figured that out, now it's like, all right, well. We have to figure out another place where, one, I can find a job that's going to pay me what I need to make. And we can live somewhere where it's some stuff at least we can do that we find fun and we can do. And we can see ourselves living there long term. We don't have to worry about 
an excessive amount of crime and, you know, worrying about if we're going to get shot at or not once we step out our door. So, and after narrowing down the cities that were options and possible places that we can live, never thought it was going to be Nashville because Nashville just was never on my radar. But now that we here and I see that it's not that bad, it's like, all right, cool. I see us living here. Um, because contrary to popular belief, the first thing people think about when they hear Nashville is country music. It's the home of it's home of country music, you know, Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, Elvis, you know, they they gods out here. So you hear that and it's just like, why did y'all move there? And the only thing I can say is, is where the money was. Jobs is paying here. You know. And I, I say that to some people. And then some people, ironically, say, why didn't you move to Austin, Texas? It's like, oh, funny you said that. I was looking at Austin. But long term in Austin, it's just not affordable for us to live because just like Nashville, Austin was a fast-growing city. A lot of people coming there, and we didn't think we was going to be able to hang <laughs> for that long. We would have never been able to afford to buy right. a house. Right. We would have to file bankrupt Austin. just to stay there. So, it just it wouldn't have panned out great. And we made the decision of... And another thing that was a big um, thing in, our, in making our decision was and then a lot of our people in Austin like it wasn't a big demographic of black people in Austin like and if they was they was homeless it was seven and a half percent black versus the 20 29 or 27 percent that's here in Nashville right because I know some people think like when you see Nashville, they probably only show you Broadway, right? And maybe anything in like a five-mile radius. So you're thinking, oh, there's no black people here. No, there's black people here. They just don't show them. <laughs> like, black people in Nashville is like like rare animals. Like, you have to you have to go and look for them. They're here, but it's just, you, you they not... Sprinkled out, is they they not spread out like like other cities, or you would think, you know, since there's no black people here, everybody believes all the black people went to Memphis. No, I mean Memphis is predominantly black, but trust me, you drive around here enough, you gonna see some black people, and that because that's just what I had to do when I first got here. I did some exploring, I did some driving around. I was like, it's definitely black people here. Especially on the north side of town. That's where they pull out the black people. Majority of them. But there's three there's three neighborhoods here where you definitely gonna find black people. If you ever visit. So don't let people run that narrative of it's it's, it's zero black people here because it's not. Trust me. So um that played a part in our decision 
And I just feel like, you know, for the future, we just want a single family home where we can raise a family and just live happy and enjoy the rest of our lives and get a dog. Like, I kind of... Well, yeah. <laughs> we haven't agreed on what dog we want yet. She wants a corgi, but I just need something that's going to protect the house when we're not there. I don't know if a corgi's going to do that because corgis are cute and I need a guard dog. If you can't guard the if you can't guard the the, the fort while we're not there, if you're takeable, like that's a problem. <laughs> All right, that's that's my whole thing. You can look cute to us, but you need you need to look menacing to any uh, anybody that's attempting to burglarize our crib. Like, I need you can be cute, cuddly in front of us, but I need you to like flip on the, the beast mode when somebody tries to come in our crib. Now, hopefully, we pick a neighborhood where we don't have to deal with that. But just in case somebody. It's feeling froggy. I need you to go in the, you know, what I'm saying in the in the in the, the full DMX mode and just, you know what I mean? I need you to handle that. Now I don't know if a corgi's gonna do that, cause a corgi is pretty takeable. That's just me. I mean, I would like something that's a little bit bigger than that. You know, um, I'm not clear on what type just yet. Or what breed? But we'll, we'll figure. We'll cross that bridge when we get we there. We can get a corgi mixed with a German Shepherd. See, that's that's really specific. That's that's <laughs> that's really specific. So that's gonna be hard to find. I was thinking like, you know, a lab or a, a bull mastiff, something like that. A lab corgi mix. See, you want a mix? I don't think we gonna get a mix because you asking for two dogs that don't normally mate. And this is like they're out there. They exist. Yeah, but you gotta look they're for gonna those. They're gonna look exactly and, like the other dog, but with corgi legs. Yeah, but they butt. right. But you know they charge more for mixed breeds, right? No, they charge more for pure breeds. No, that's they charge of, more for mixed wild. breeds, especially yeah. rare mixed breeds. I I can see like a Pomsky, like that's regular, but you want a. Bro. I know, but it's it's a it's a that's a popular mix though. You asking for a mix that ain't really popular. Like you you, you only like 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 a rock and like a golden retriever, or like a golden rock. That's rare. They gonna charge more for that. Golden rock. That's what I would call it. I don't know, but <laughs> that sounds dope. But I don't know, but yeah. For 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 something like that, I would get like a Doberman. I ain't even gonna hold you. Dobermans are dope guard dogs, dog. but they 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 good guard dogs though. It's it's hard to take that dog. That dog that you dog wash their butt while they walk. That home. dog can get up to like I think like a buck fifty, buck sixty. That's hard. You can't just hood. You can't just hood that off. You got it. Getting to hundred and sixty. It's possible. It's more no. Like, I'm talking about weight. Oh wait. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not speed. <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about weight. Like it's hard. You can't. Ain't no just picking him up and running off with him. Nah. Like you want to fight. 
And then you, cause you, a, a, a corgi don't weigh that much. You can, like, you know what I'm saying? Tie him up, put him in the back. It's called a Corman Shepherd, by the way. Okay. How big do they get, though? I have no idea. Ask me that stuff later. Right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I, I just need a guard dog at the end of the day. Because it's already bad enough if somebody does break into the crib and they take everything. And then the one person, the one thing who's supposed to be protecting everything, he was taken too. So, or her. 70 pounds. Uh, that ain't bad. That's still takeable though. If it's more than one person, if it's more than one person. They definitely taking that, but take them and sell them on the black market or something. But um, yeah, man. Like we just we just want a, a solid future, and I think the the one the one challenge that is gonna be hard for us is just picking out the right school for our kids and making sure that they have the best possible education. The, the best education possible because what in Dave they say Davidson County if what I'm hearing has almost every school in Davidson County is trash when it comes to education the minus the top 25 everything else is in the C's the top 25 what uh public best public schools best schools best public schools in Tennessee no, just Davidson County. Okay. Yeah, Metro Davidson County. So they not even in the top 25? Oh, for the whole state? No, just for Davidson County. Uh, Most of them are magnet schools. And okay. most of them are in Brentwood. Or around Brentwood. <laughs> it's really the problem. Yeah, that's the problem we're going to run into. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, again, for those of you who are not in Nashville or have never been in Nashville, the Brentwood area is where the money resides. If you live over there in that area or near that area, you have to have money. That's, that's, that's old money, too. That's That's like... You retired at least. You've been retired for at least ten years. Money. I'm talking like the house. The houses in Brentwood are as big as our apartment complex. Like, <laughs> like one building in our in our complex. Like one one building in our complex is a house in Brentwood. That's how big it is. Just just to paint a picture for you. Like it's it's crazy. That's it's house goals for real. But um, yeah, I mean, the schools is gonna be an issue. Yes, I'm very terrified. Cause I don't, I don't want to sacrifice civilization. Because if we have to sacrifice civilization now, I have to find the school that is willing to pick him up, pick them up, and drop drop them off every day. No, that's our job. No, we we gotta. School gotta have a bus system. I'm sorry, like I I can't do it, cause I'm just I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna be built for that commute. Because if we live on the outskirts and the school is in the city, 
and it's like a 30 minute drive that's a lot cause then I gotta one of us gonna have to like well you probably still gonna be working from home I'm gonna have to figure out how to get them to school and get to work if especially my job is closer to where we live versus where their school is at that's a lot we'll figure it out yeah yeah we we got time we'll cross that bridge when we get there we got time because guess what we got at least uh hopefully five to six years until anybody has to be in a school unit so yeah yeah because i'm not rushing at all so but yeah um you uh got anything else you want to add no we appreciate everybody who has been listening so far uh to our previous five episodes and we hope that you enjoy what we're talking about if not tell us what to talk about so that we can entertain you better we'll find another podcast <laughs> oh, don't do that, please. Please. This podcast ain't for everybody. Like, comment, share, subscribe, and such. It's not for everybody. But um, yeah, on that note, we will see y'all in two weeks because this coming weekend we will be out of town yet again. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be out of town yet again. This time it is the wonderful, lovable place of DC. We'll be out there uh, enjoying the fruit of our loins. <laughs> and uh yeah. So see y'all in two weeks. Hope y'all enjoyed. And uh be easy. Later. Deuce. <laughs>